2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are live coast to coast and motor to motor on iHeartRadio today. Twitch as well. Live video on our website, JiggyJaguar.com. iHeartRadio for all of our our archived audio. So we are going to go to our first guest. They are going to join us on Skype apparently. And uh, we are going to go to our first guest. We have got a great guest who was going to join us here in just a few seconds here via the magic of Skype. And uh, we have got a great guest with us today. You seem to be muted, but or he's unmuted. Look at that. He caught it. Uh, we, we have got a great guest joining us here on the magic of Skype. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, my friend. Tell us what about yourself.
3: Yes, thanks for having me, James. Um, My name name is Moses Tai. Uh, I'm the founder of uh, Stop Anti-White Indoctrination Campaign. Uh, And that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. So,
2: uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how this all came together for you, my friend.
3: Yes. um, So, I grew up in Kenya. Uh, before moving to the UK uh, a couple of years ago. And I've been living in the UK since, uh, since then. So it's from my lived experience uh, living in Kenya and living in the UK, um, interacting with mostly black people while I'm in Kenya. And, uh interacting with mostly white people when I'm in the UK it's from the insights that I've get from those interactions and from that experience um, that uh, has made me to realize that um, there is a, a big issue around um, how different races raise their children we have gone and, and to me yes
2: go ahead my friend didn't mean to cut you off go ahead keep talking my friend go ahead.
3: OK, thank you. Um, and to me, it seems that uh, this issue of how different races raise their children is the root cause of the racial divide. Um, so the, the reason I arrived at that conclusion is because um, I believe I am the first black man to suffer more abuse and discrimination from black people and from white people. Uh, And this is because of the way I was brought up. So I had uh, one of the worst upbringings I think any human being has ever had, you know. Um, And the people around me, my community, uh, the people I grew up around, family, you know, neighbors, friends, everybody, they all knew about this. And and this was my mom who was abusing me. Uh, So she, you know, when I was young, it was physical, it was verbal, but then the worst of it, I think, was more the emotional and the psychological abuse because that affects your ability to function in society, you know, especially to form relationships. So I struggled with, with that for a long time and anxiety issues and, and, and a lot of other um, other issues. So the people around me, they knew what my mom was doing. They could see how it was affecting me. Uh, and their, their reaction was to Avoid me, and to tell their kids to avoid me—not uh, just me, but my siblings as well. You know, um, so you know, and that's affected me, a lot, you know, in a very bad way. Because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it led me to a, um, to hiding in a shell to protect myself from all this. Yeah. So for most, for most of my life, I've been living in a shell, and that's the reason I think I believe I've I've managed to survive that. You know, otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to survive it. Um, and so when I came to the UK, yes. uh, I I invited my mom over uh, to visit, and then she came. And this I, I, at this time I was living within a Kenyan community that I found here in the UK, when I when I arrived. So my mom came over and started doing the same things that she's been doing all my life, and I started seeing the same reaction from people around me that I'd been seeing uh, from the people back home in my community, again. And, and this is when the penny dropped for me, you know, um, and, and one day she was being negative towards me. You know, one, one thing I, c- I can say is that my mom, I have no memory of my mom ever saying anything posit- positive to me ever in my life. Wow. So she come, so she comes here to the UK in my house, and she starts putting me down. And for the first time in my life, I say to her, "You know, if you don't have anything good to say to me, anything positive, don't talk to me." I told her off for the first time, wow. and she couldn't believe it. You know, so and the, when she went back to Kenya, uh, the the environment had been poisoned around me. You know, because of all all the things that she'd been doing. So I made a decision to move away from this Kenyan community and cut links with all of them, including my family at this point, uh, just to go and try and sort myself out because this is when I was beginning to realize why I've been having all these issues, why I've struggled with all these issues my entire life. I never realized that I was a victim of child abuse until that point. Um, And then later on, um, I I had a daughter with uh, um, a black Kenyan um, uh, lady um so when i was living with my uh with uh, with my partner with the, with our daughter at the time um there are some things that i still didn't see until i split up with my kenyan partner and uh met a white british partner who we had a son together so it's from the experience of observing how my daughter was growing up you know within this uh black community and uh, predominantly black community, and how my son is growing up within this predominantly white community, and how that is affecting them. And also, I'm getting the opportunity at this point to observe more closely how white people are raising their children. You know, um, yeah. which which there's a big difference between how white people oh, raise their children and how it. black people raise their
2: children. <laughs> you and better so, believe it, my friend. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and I'll I, tell I'm you, sometimes, like, sometimes yeah. I I think the way that uh, black people raise their children might be a little bit better than uh, the way white people raise their children. But uh, so oh, uh, tell yeah. us, tell us a little bit about. Uh, is, 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 is there a website, a book, something we can send people to?
3: At this point, it's a Facebook page okay. uh, for the campaign. So if you go on Facebook okay. and, and search for Stop anti White Indoctrination, uh, you will find the page on Facebook. So that's, that's, that's the main page I'm using at the moment uh, to communicate. And, and, and anybody can contact me through that page.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people that are uh, going to want to want to talk to you and want to be involved with what you're doing. So uh, I want to make sure we get the uh, the the proper information out there. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Facebook page and and a little bit more about uh, this this project that you're involved in.
3: Yes. So, I set up the Facebook page because I'm, the, I'm at the early stages of this campaign. So, I'm not in a position yet to set up a website and, and other things. I'm not even in a position yet to set up events. So, I'm just, I'm just getting started and I thought this will be the quickest way to, to do that. So, the content I share on this page is, uh, is content that actually reflects uh, you know, uh, the campaign, the ideology behind this campaign. You know, so uh, my 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 focus or my aim uh, is to bring focus around that issue of um, how different races raising children uh, as being the root cause of the racial divide. You know, um, because people say it's a color of skin, um, and I, I understand why people will say it's the color of skin because if if you know if all white people are doing things in a certain way, then it looks like it's, it's the color of their skin, but it's, it's, it's not. It's really about the culture that these people have adopted, uh, and how that is affecting their children, how they're raising their children, and when those children become adults, uh, it puts limitations on them, the way they've been raised, you know. So it kind of crashes their confidence, um, uh, p- adults impose their will o- on their children. Uh, the children don't nurture the gifts that those children have come here with because we all come with our own unique gifts, you know. Um, so to me, there's a big difference between raising children and, and nurturing children. Uh, and what I see white people doing, uh, that's nurturing children. So I should say at this point that not every child who's been nurtured w- will uh, turn out well, you know, and we see that here, you know, in the west, a lot of children have benefited from the nurturing that I'm speaking about, but they've still, um, you know, turned out to, you know, they've still had challenges in their lives, uh, I should say. But what I'd, what I'd like to say is, you know, you can be nurtured and uh, fail to be successful in your life or to contribute to human advancement. I think this is the key issue here. Your ability to contribute to human advancement uh, yes. gets affected if you're not nurtured. So you can be nurtured and fail to contribute to human advancement, but if you have not been nurtured, you cannot contribute to human advancement because uh, it takes away your ability to use the gifts that you've come here with, to, to look around you, to look at the problems around your society and come up and create solutions and, and, and things that improve the quality of life for all humanity.
2: We've got a great guest with us today. We also have our next guest coming up here in a few seconds. Uh, So give us the Facebook. How how do we get in touch with you? Everything, my friend.
3: So if you go on Facebook and uh, search for Stop Anti-White Indoctrination Campaign, uh, you will find me.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, we've got our next guest. Uh, We've got all sorts of things happening here because we've got time zones and all sorts of shenanigans. But um, I would love to have you come back on uh, again, my friend. Send me an email uh get in touch with me and we'll see if we can get you back on because i would love to have you on to chat with uh, dan perkins don mazella and a few of uh, our other regular uh hosts co-hosts here on the network so uh thanks for doing this my friend i really appreciate the time
3: it's my pleasure and thanks for having me
2: definitely definitely have yourself a wonderful day my friend really appreciate it
3: thank so, you very much we
2: are going to go to our next guest. She is going to join us here on the telephone here in just a few seconds. We're going to take a 60-second timeout. When we come back, we'll have our next An guest, incredible guest new here I'm going with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out this incredible new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to go over and support them at gofund.me slash the number 4, the letter A, the letter A, the letter B, the number 9, The letter D, the number three, and the number nine. Uh, That is right. December 14th, tornado destroyed their home. Earl Scott is organizing this fundraiser. His home was destroyed by a tornado. He lost everything, and it was a total loss. The tornado destroyed his house with the roof being blown away, and the home is shifted off the foundation. And he needs some of your hard-earned money over there at gofund.me. Slash 4 aab 9 d 3 -3 nine we need you to go give him some of your hot iron money help him out today let's get him back on his feet and tell him you heard about it here on a brand new edition it's a brand new year let's help out the folks out there at transmedia worldwide okay we are back live here on our big broadcast Coast to coast, border to border, it's iHeartRadio today. Also, our good friends over there at AMFM, 247.com, tune in iTunes, and you can find us each and every day over there at CheekyJaguar.com. We have got a great guest we are going to get to here in just a few moments. Mary is going to join us here in just a few seconds. If you want to get archived audio of this broadcast, you can do so over there on iHeartRadio or JI. G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R dot com. And we have got a great guest with us today. Mary Thoreau is going to join us here in just a few seconds. She is the director of the documentary Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope. Mary is the chairman and chief executive of the Independent Institute. And a brand new film directed and narrated by uh, California conservative think tank Independent Institute's chairman and CEO Mary Thoreau highlights San Francisco's homeless issue and compares it to a system that is working in San Antonio, Texas called Haven for Hope. And Mary joins us here on the telephone. Mary, welcome to the big broadcast. How are you, my friend?
4: I'm well, and thank you so much for talking with me
2: today. So tell me a little bit about um, this documentary, because this this is an absolutely, absolutely amazing piece of business. Tell me all about it.
4: Well, first of all, it's short, and it's available on our website, which is beyondhomeless.org. Um, we made it to really put a face on homelessness for people to understand that it's a very individualized Uh, condition. People become homeless for a variety of reasons. And because of that, the solutions need to also have variety. There needs to be a lot of different ways for people to get out of homelessness. Um, And currently, federal policy, which most states and localities are following, has a one-size-fits-all approach, which is failing people who are experiencing homelessness and is not helping them Um, overcome the issues that put them into homelessness in the first place. So we wanted to make people aware of that, and then importantly, point to solutions and cast a vision, for it doesn't have to be this way. There are ways uh, that are proven to work, and we need to be adopting them across the country.
2: We have got a great guest with us today. Mary Thoreau joins us here on the big broadcast. So, Uh, For folks that haven't heard about what they're doing down in San Antonio, tell us a little about this.
4: Well, San Antonio is extremely unique. Uh, In 2013, federal policy on homelessness shifted under the Obama administration from funding going to emergency shelters and transitional housing to 100% what's called housing first, um, which is kind of a misnomer. Uh, It's the theory is you put people into housing, and since their problem is homelessness, you solve the problem. Except <laughs> the problem is not that they're without a home. It's The problems are, are, are many, and again, very individual. And in 2013, when uh, the federal government released this uh, change in policy, Obama said that it was going to uh, solve homelessness in 10 years. Well, here we are, 2023, 10 years later. And homelessness has gotten worse. Concurrent with that shift in federal policy, San Antonio, pretty much uniquely of any city in the country, went in the opposite direction. They shifted their resources almost 100% into emergency shelter and transitional slash transformational programming that meets the individual needs of people experiencing homelessness. And the results have been dramatically different. They've reduced downtown unsheltered homelessness by almost 80 uh, percent. County-wide homelessness is down by 11 percent. And that's in contrast to homelessness increasing virtually every place else in the country. So we're trying to say, look, you can see the two approaches. This one works. This one doesn't. Let's stop being insane and change what we're doing.
2: That is awesome. We have got a great guest of this today. Mary Thoreau joins us here on our big broadcast. She is here talking about a recent uh, documentary production that uh, she's put together. It is an amazing piece of business. If you get a chance, go over and check it out online. We're going to have a link to it on our website over there at JiggyJagwire.com. But uh, Mary has uh, done some amazing work with this. Talk to me about the things that aren't working, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the things that are working. Well, the
4: things that aren't working is what almost every place is doing currently. Uh, they're putting all the effort into building what they call permanent supportive housing, um, which is incredibly expensive. Uh, here in California, it's upwards of a $1 million per unit per unit for one person. So uh, it's a waste of enormous resources. And so they spend all the resources on building housing, which since it's so expensive and it takes so long, there's not very much of it. So you've made the streets the waiting room for people who are experiencing homelessness to wait for this housing that never comes. And more importantly, housing does not solve homelessness. There are reasons that people become homeless, they may have. It may be economic, they may be unaddressed mental illness, Um, untreated childhood trauma is a huge driver of homelessness, and of course, substance abuse and addiction is a major problem among the homeless, whether or not it contributed to people becoming homeless in the first place, it becomes a major issue once people are homeless. Putting someone into a house without addressing these underlying causes doesn't do any good, and they frequently end up just Falling back out of the housing (laughs) into the street. We have to be helping people um, deal with and address why they became homeless in the first place. Pardon me.
2: Not a problem. Not a problem. We have got a great guest to this today. Mary Thoreau joins us here on our big broadcast. So how what what exactly would it take to implement uh, this model that you talked about earlier that, that's working down in San Antonio?
4: Well, the biggest challenge is political will. Um, almost every community, you have public agencies and you have nonprofits, and they're very protective of their turf. They think what they're doing is, is what needs to be done, and that if they – cooperate, they'll lose resources, and, you know, lose, essentially. Uh, San Antonio uniquely brought every player in the community together to uh, envision and then realize this vastly different model. So it's every nonprofit in the city that deals with homelessness. It's the police, it's fire, it's the city governments, the city agencies, the county agencies, um, community activists. All are involved in this wonderful model. But that is such a challenge because everywhere else, (laughs) hundreds, literally hundreds of city officials and others from around the country have visited Haven. Haven is very generous in, in touring, having people tour and talk to people about what they're doing. People come and they visit and they go home and they don't do it because it means relinquishing control and working with others. And people are not good at coming out of their little silos and working together. And that's what it's gonna take. It needs this community wide involvement that San Antonio is modeling. And frankly it used to be very widespread across the United States for community individuals and community to come together to solve problems rather than just looking to the government to solve, you know, pay your taxes and the government's gonna solve the problem. Well, it doesn't work that way. Uh, you have to have everyone involved. You have to have a multitude of creative people working together, bringing their differing talents and, and, uh, and efforts into it. And that's how you solve problems.
2: We have got a great guest with us today. Mary Thoreau joins us here on our broadcast. So what's been the um, feedback that you have gotten on this film so far?
4: Well, it's a very positive film. Um, It's a very inclusive film. We're not attacking anybody. We're just trying to point out that since homelessness is an individual situation, it needs individualized solutions. And again, we're showcasing a very successful model and telling why it works. And then, again, casting a vision of you could apply these lessons in your community, and we want you to get involved and be a part of that. So we've been doing screenings with different groups around the country um, and talking with a talking with a lot of people in a lot of communities about what they want to do there and trying to encourage and help their efforts when they are going in the right direction. So'm I'm, I'm very encouraged. There's a great deal of concern around homelessness. It has gotten, worse almost everywhere so it's coming to the attention to people who maybe didn't even notice that in their communities before Um, so i'm very encouraged people are now concerned and they do want to be part of the solution so we're hoping that this film can help plant the seed of you know here are some good ideas can you apply these ideas to your community or do they spark other ideas that would be better for your community
2: we have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big program. So, Mary, uh, where, what, what exactly can we do to get more help uh, for this project and, and, and get this out wider and just help you with everything?
1: Well, I
4: appreciate the offer. I mean, the the first step is for people to watch it. Again, it's very short. It's less than 40 minutes, and it's available at beyondhomeless.org, um, free to watch. And really, if people can also involve their neighbors or if they're involved in a civic group or uh, share with community leaders and say, look, are there some ideas in here that we could be applying in our community to be getting better results and helping our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness.
2: Well, Mary, you are amazing. Thank you for making some time for us. I apologize on the... uh on, the, on, on moving the interview around today because we had somebody who apparently did not understand time zones and so they called <laughs> earlier so i got them on got them out of the way and got to the real interview that i wanted to do which was talk to you today because this documentary is amazing thanks for making some time for us thanks for being a good sport and thanks for uh, joining us today here on the big program
4: I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much.
2: Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Appreciate it, my friend. And you. Take care. Bye-bye. There she goes. That is Mary Thoreau. Beyond Homeless. We are going to take a time out. When we come back, we have got more coming up. It is the big broadcast. Sandra Lee is going to join us here in a few moments. we got more coming up. Travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800 217
0: 5107. 800 217 5107. 800 217 5107. That's 800 217 5107.
2: An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. We want you to go out and share some love. That's right. Go over and help Laura today. Chances are very high that she has breast cancer, but she needs your help. She needs some of your hard earned money over there at GoFundMe.com. That's right. Go over to G O F U N D. M E Slash the number four. The number two, the letter F, the number one, the number six. The number two, the number two, and the letter E. Laura needs your help today. Give her some of your hard-earned money over there on GoFundMe.com. Share some love, kids. She needs your help. Go help her out today and tell them you heard about it here. Brand new year. Brand new way to help the folks out there. It's Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out this incredible new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to go over and support them at gofund.me. Slash the number four, the letter A, the letter A, the letter B, the number nine, the letter D, the number three, and the number nine. Uh, That is right. December 14th, tornado destroyed their home. Earl Scott is organizing this fundraiser. His home was destroyed by a tornado. He lost everything, and it was a total loss. The tornado destroyed his house with the roof being blown away, and the home is shifted off the foundation, and he needs some of your hard-earned money over there at gofund.me slash 4 A A 9 D 3 Nine. We need you to go give him some of your hot earned money. Help him out today. Let's get him back on his feet and tell him you heard about it here on a brand new edition. It's a brand new year. Let's help out the folks out there at Transmedia Worldwide. the hope very easy to get along with what you it's the Jiggy Jaguar, Jiggy Radio, Jaguar. Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio
0: Network. Radio Network. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to
2: your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill.
0: Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-485-3208. 800-485-3208. 800-485-3208. That's 800-485-3208.
2: Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. Okay. (laughs) That is uh, what we've got going on here today. But we are going to do this. We have got a uh, Sandra Lee coming up here in just a few moments. But before we get to the fantastic Sandra Lee, we are going to go to a segment that i did with roger homefield uh last week and we want to get that in here and get that off and rolling and uh here it is my segment with roger Homefield. Uh, people are impatient it is the world famous cheeky check quiet radio broadcast we are gonna to go to roger homefield he is uh gonna join us here in just a few seconds the fantastic roger homefield will be with us here in just a few seconds and i think we've got the man the myth the legend mr homefield so uh Roger you have got uh, an interesting topic today we were uh, there there is a lot going on uh, in in your world for, for first of all before we get going uh, how do people get in touch with you online I Hi- am
0: I had some interference there not a problem this. i'm just i'm just wanting to
2: send people your way do you have a website do you have anything like that before we get into the topic here today my friend uh
0: I, my sister actually had me write this down oh well you go to youtube i'm, I'm getting, getting a so slap bad, you.
2: so you know not but, uh not a problem not not you can go a problem to YouTube. We'll get that just roger homefield
0: okay youtube and put my name in and different stuff will come up um but as far as an email address, uh, he was right all along at gmail.com. Fantastic. He was right all along at
2: gmail.com. Fantastic. Okay. Well, let's let's get into the topic today. We have got the fantastic Roger Homefield with us today. He joins us live. Uh, the media is normalizing tyranny. And why is there no pushback? Break this down for us, my friend. Tell us all about it.
0: Well, you know, there's so many things going on, Gigi, right? And yes. uh, by the way, it's great to be back with you. Uh, no, uh, Mr. good.
2: I'm, um, I'm glad you're here. There's so friend. many
0: different things going on. It's like, it's like a gackling gun of crises uh, are coming at us. Yeah. And so why is that? There's something at the top that's going on. And, uh, well, the new world order is pulling the strings. The World Economic Forum is the root cause of everything that is coming down here. And the media is basically the main tool. In desensitizing us to the shocking goings on so that we can accept the Great Reset. Now, uh, entertainment and the news media, they're the shoehorn used to squeeze a robust, free America and usher us into a control, into the control, under the control of a new world order. It's their new world order, not ours. There will be no room for rugged individualism. There won't be any j- jaggy, uh, jiggy Jaguars. There won't be any Roger Homefields <laughs> either, I'm afraid. Uh, there's a basket of deplorables, not the one we heard about a few years ago. This is really <laughs> a deplorable basket. It's a basket of deplorable weapons that are intended to destroy our freedom. This is no longer rhetoric. Uh, in the basket, we have a great number of things, any one of which... Will steal our freedom. I'm, I'm afraid that most of us may not even realize what our freedom is until we lose it. And we seem to be willing, it we seem to be losing it willingly. This is what, uh, also makes it uh, terribly annoying. Uh, I want to tell you a little anecdote of when I was a child because I think it aligns with this just so well. Okay, um, I hope it will for you anyway. Uh, I was five years old. My parents watched me from the second story window in our our Bronx apartment. Uh, They let me go down outside by myself, which was something you could actually do back then. Uh, I was enjoying watching everybody on the streets. And I turned around and waved my parents up in the second story. Then all of a sudden I started hearing, uh, well, I didn't know what it was at the time. But I was hearing air raid sirens going off, blaring very loudly. Okay. Now, I was too young to know what it was. But I knew it meant danger. And uh, But what frightened me more than anything else, Jiggy, was that no one else reacted. Nobody reacted whatsoever. Well, yeah. they were adults. They knew it was a drill. I didn't. Uh, so everybody just kept walking around without missing a beat or even looking around. Uh, it's like I was the only one that could hear the sirens. And that's how I feel now, Jiggy. I, I feel like uh, we're the only ones that can hear the sirens. I mean, the sirens are going on all around us. Nobody's missing a beat, just continuing at the same pace as if it's business as usual. Yes, uh, I, w- I, w- I wish it was. Go go ahead, Jiggy.
2: No, 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 no. I'm just agreeing with you, my friend. G- 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 keep well, going. I'm- keep going.
0: I, I mean, Jiggy, I, mean, I don't want to be in the twilight of my life watching the only country ever founded on the principle of individual freedom. I don't want to see that country no longer be free. And why are we? Few the only ones to hear the sirens. They are all around us, with more and more frequency and intensity. Yet still, no one seems to hear them or care. It's just like business as usual. Now, the sirens I heard in that aerial train that day—that was only a test. But the sirens we're hearing today—they're not a test. Yeah. Uh, they may be testing us, but it's not a test. Oh, so, so will we hear them, or will we go quietly? Into the night. Now, uh, we are being desensitized by the media, the media which is controlled by the WEF, by the World Economic Forum yep. and the New World Order. And folks, if you don't know what that is, look it up, find out immediately, because that's what's behind not only what's happening here in America, but we see it happening all over the world, Right. I mean, something is strange if the same things that are happening here are happening in other countries. Check out the World Economic Forum New World Order. Uh, The media is trying to normalize tyranny. They're trying to normalize tyranny. They're trying to normalize the dozens of crises that we're experiencing right now, from anywhere from a crazy spending to gender uh, child abuse, the border censorship, critical race theory, just to name a few, uh, which are part of the looming great reset. They are changing, quote, who we are. Does that sound familiar, who we are? Uh, One of Obama's favorite phrases and tenets of his never defined, to this day, never ever defined fundamental transformation. So their objective being that uh, the America's economy collapses, as Cloward and Piven, professors at wonderful Columbia, have been wanting for years, that our economy will collapse under its own weight. America cedes her sovereignty and is fundamentally transformed into a uniracial, unisexual, obedient society controlled by the new world order. No more rugged individualism. And like I said before, no more of us, no more Jiggy Jaguars, no more Roger Homefields, no more Joe Citizens, because that will not be within their narrative and they'll be running the whole show. Now, any single one of the crises... Uh, that we're experiencing w- would have been jaw-dropping and in the, and the news cycle 24-7 just, just a scant few years ago. So where is the outrage? Have we lost our fight? Has America lost its fight? Shall we allow the media to enable our demise? Will we go quietly into the night? Because so far, there has been a relatively quiet response, Jiggy. But then again... People have been shown that if they object, if they object to men in their daughters' bathrooms at school, the FBI could come knocking at their door, which is pretty unbelievable. So are they afraid uh, or are they oblivious because all they see is fake network news or worse, have they become desensitized and willing to accept this takeover? Because that's what it is, nothing less. It's a world takeover, not just a takeover of the United States. But we're the big stone in their shoe. <laughs> the United States yep. is the big stone in their shoe. They've got to chop us down, right? Uh, if, if, what a disgrace that we have become in such a, a short time. Uh, so hopefully this desensitization... I think the desensitization is working to a degree because will you tell me? I mean, what other reasons are there? Where is the outrage Uh, to everything that's going on in the country? Or is it simply that the sheer numbers of things that are happening? Uh, I think I once said one time to you that, you know, when Obama was there and he started dropping these bombs on us, first they'd come one at a time, like a a basketball, you'd catch it. Okay, here's another one. Let me get that one. Then footballs and soccer balls. Then it got down to the size of softballs and baseballs and finally golf balls. They were landing all over the place. You could not keep up with it. It was fatigue, and I think that's yep. part of it. It's it's just a sheer number of things that simply overwhelm the normal center right Americans, which I truly believe America has been, is, and always will be. Uh, it's harder to stop a dozen missiles than one, you know. So now, Jiggy, let me let me uh, give you one more thing. I yeah. want to see what you think of all this. Yeah. Uh, one of my sources. See, I too have sources. <laughs> uh, but one of my sources, he sent me a simple text. And he explained it this way, let me read it to you. It's simple, he says, the powers that be want new world order, one world currency, one world government, and Luciferan one world religion. Don't you see it all around you, he asks? They openly talk about it, it's not a big secret. You just have to pay attention to what they say and what's happening around the globe. Stop focusing on Biden and the Democrats, he tells you. I'll get to that. Stop focusing on Biden and the Democrats or the rhinos or whatever. The hidden rulers at the very top are orchestrating what we are witnessing. One of their biggest tools, of course, is the media, which they own to control the narrative of the day. Now, I agree with him 100 percent, and he always gets annoyed when I bring up Biden and the Democrats and the left says, no, it's controlled opposition, they're all in on it. Uh, well, I know there yeah. are a lot of rhinos, and I'm sure they absolutely are in on it, but, but, but not all. And my thinking is that he's absolutely correct. However, at this moment in time, one of the two political parties, being the Democrats, is being a lot more, is enabling what's going on to happen because a lot of the, they seem to like these policies that are in line with what the new world order wants. So uh, for my feeling, the Democrats are the enablers. uh, The Republicans, not so much. Of course, the rhinos aren't worth a damn anyway. So we're pretty much outnumbered because we're outnumbered by a lot of our own Republicans, the Democrats, all of the media, including the sports, including my beloved Yankees, who are stupid enough, sorry, (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know what else to call it when they put DLM on the back of the pictures mound for opening day. And now this is a couple of years ago. I think a lot of people have kind of backed off this, but they've never said anything about it. They've never really rescinded anything. Uh, anyway, let me have a sip of my coffee. What What do you
2: think of all this? thing? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you are fired up today, my friends. Uh, we have got the incredible Roger Homefield with us today. The topic today is, of course, media is normalizing tyranny. And um, I guess before we let you go for this week, uh, give us a uh, give us a suggestion on what we can do to fix all this.
0: Well, for starters. We have to see what we're going to shoot at. I don't mean literally. I don't need any knocks at the door. We need to see. It's a moving target now. Nobody knows exactly what is the problem. Look up World Economic Forum. Everybody has to know what that is. They need to know it. They need to uh, know what new world order is. There's a, a book out, The Great Reset, The Killing of the Planet. We all need to read these things and have our smarts about us. And then we need to speak up and speak out. I mean, some people are scared. I know some very smart people that have just come to the conclusion it's too far gone. They've been planning this for decades, about 100 years. There's nothing we can do about it anymore at this point. And by sticking our necks out there, we're just going to jeopardize ourselves and our families and our loved ones. Uh, I don't think we have a choice, folks. I mean, thank, I mean look, I'm not that brave, Jiggy. I really am not. I don't think I would have survived long as a Spartan. I doubt I would have survived long uh, on D.J. <laughs> I don't think
2: I would survive um, long as a Spartan. I, I, you know, I, I don't awesome. think I would. I can hit a ball, but I don't
0: think I would have been a great warrior. But um, we just don't have a choice at this point. We, I mean, I'm glad as I'm, I'm as old as I am, because now I can honestly say I regret I have but one life to give for my country. I would be very happy to take a shot for this country if it would really— Save this country for our children, our grandchildren. And it's not just our children. It's the entire world. You know, this stuff about the shining beacon on top of it, this is not googly gawk. This is real. If you were a political prisoner at any part of the world and you were in solitary confinement, does that sound familiar, January 6th prisoners? Uh, they could always think of the American dream, that it's out there. Now, that's kind of ironic. I just brought that up here, the January 6th prisoners. Could you imagine— Patriots among them, mostly in solitary confinement, saying, what's happened to my American dream? Am I really going to be in here with the key thrown away, with no speedy trial, in solitary confinement for going to the Capitol, maybe being let in or maybe even not going in at all? So all these things scare the heck out of me, Jiggy, just the way they scared me when I was five years old. It wasn't just the sound of the sirens. It was the fact that nobody was reacting.
2: Yep. Well, that's where we'll leave it today. Check out Roger Homefield online. He is amazing. And uh, we've got him each and every Thursday here on our big broadcast. And, uh, Roger, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I'll talk to you next week, my friend.
0: I will look forward to that, and I'm grateful for the chance to uh, to vent. I think we all need to vent. <laughs> Everybody stand up and vent. Thanks again, G. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you next
2: election. week. There he goes, the fantastic Roger Homefield, and uh, he joins us live here on our big, big program. Okay, our thanks to Roger Homefield. We are going to go over to Sandra Lee, who is going to join us here on the telephone here in just a few quick seconds and you could get in touch with us online over there at dot we have got all of sandra lee's past present and future uh segments on our website so if you miss something uh, you can go catch it again over there at JiggyJaguar.com. So we have got the fantastic Sandra Lee with us. She joins us here on the telephone. Sandra, welcome back to the program. How are you, my friend?
1: Thank you, James. I'm better than you might think. <laughs> better than you but might going think. going on in the world today? I, I've had my moments of wondering if it's time to jump off a cliff uh, it's really pretty scary what's going on in the world today.
2: So what I, in the I world balloon. did you think about that balloon uh, yes, over the balloon weekend?
1: Balloon. Somebody blow up that balloon, please. You know what? I'll tell you what I did. I, I was a teacher for many, many years. I've had about five careers. Yes. One of them was uh, that I was a teacher. So I can't help the, um, the temptation create a report card for Joe Biden. And that balloon (laughs) was the be-all and end-all. I mean, that balloon, I will never forget that as long as I live. So I said, Biden, it's time we told you what we really think of you. I'm very, very concerned that balloon thing was a fiasco.
2: That was the craziest deal. I have... You know, every every once in a while, I'll go over, uh, um, especially on the weekends, and I'll look at the Drudge Report just to see what's, you know, going on, if anything. And I noticed that they put this thing up about this balloon. And I'm like, what in the world is this frickin' balloon? And then I have a friend of mine on Facebook who is a, uh, well, we'll just call her what she is. She's a porn star. And uh, she had... Put video up of her front yard and in her like above her like front yard or whatever because she's at the beach is this balloon <laughs> <laughs> so oh this is the awesome. craziest deal uh crazy absolutely uh, <laughs> crazy <laughs> I mean, there will be movies
1: about this, trust me. Yes. But I'm going to share yes. with you my Dear Donald page, because um, I decided I had to give Joe Biden a report card.
3: Okay. So Dear Donald, yes. February
1: 7th. It is time for me to put my teacher hat on. You know, I was a teacher for many years. And provide for my readers a head of Biden's State of the Union address tonight, which I will try to tie myself to the bed and watch Joe Biden's report card, as I see it, he will not like his report card, James. He will um, give you his version tonight, which has been doctored, I can promise you, exaggerated, diminished, filled with wishful thinking, and is likely overflowing with optimism and fantasy. Here are some of the hard facts as I see them. And let me tell you something, James. I love teaching. I gave everybody A's. I was not somebody who was hard on kids. I would always look for the best in everybody and try to give them an A's if I could. I could not do that with Little Joe today. <laughs> little Joe do got a lot of Joe. F's from Sandra Lee. Okay, he got an F on the China balloon handling. Yep. This horrifying incident was more bungled by Joe Biden and all those who were involved in making decisions during this nightmare. This spy balloon was permitted to scan the U.S. for days and days, collecting information which was meant to be top secret as it glided above our nuclear sites, taking pictures and notes and doing whatever damage it could by invading off-limit spaces for almost everyone and certainly for China. So here we are with this balloon dilemma. F on that, Biden. The U.S. economy, another F, Joe. 80% of the population in the U.S. disapprove of the U.S. economy. Biden will tell you what a great cape it's in. And while the rest of us have doubled down on our savings, cut back on our spending, even for what we deem the necessities, and cut out all the frills in our daily spending while we plod through our savings to keep our heads above water, I don't go to a beauty shop anymore james i have curlers in my own hair and that has been something as a mature woman who's worked all of her life i've never had to give up going to the beauty shop and i have a list of 14 15 other items i've had to give up because biden's economy is a friggin nightmare i'm sorry it should not be so hostile but i gave him an f on that one too inflation 74 percent of americans fear that we are on our way to a recession, 74%. Okay, so I'm giving him an F on inflation. Free speech. It's not getting any better, James. AT&T has dropped Newsmax in its relentless effort to censor free speech from conservative platforms. Newsmax has been growing rapidly in popularity among American viewers and is vastly more popular than almost all of the shows that AT&T sponsor. Biden has been enormously critical of Newsmax, of course, as it offers a conservative point of view. This country is trying to be communistic, and I'm starting to be terrified about it. So where it comes to free speech, he got an F. Hunter Biden laptop. Do I have to even discuss that with you anymore, James? Aren't we (laughs) sick and (laughs) sick and tired of hearing about it? Yes, I am. I am
2: sick and tired of hearing about about the Hunter Hunter laptop.
1: There's no point in discussing it. I gave him an F on that, too. Airline safety. Don't we have Pete Buttigieg supposedly running this? I've never seen a bigger mess in my life. Not only the airlines, but the trains and, and the transportation. And everything is a complete mess. With Pete Buttigieg is it, a nightmare. So on airline safety, Biden gets an F. He picked Pete Great pick, Biden. Really thoughtful. The border crisis. Well, guess what? I gave that an F minus. This is to somebody who an gave... An F three, minus. ...A's <laughs> in school. If you are breathing, you got an A from Sandra Lee. I am speechless. Biden plays blind while hundreds of thousands pour over the border in an overwhelming illegal mess that is sponsored by Mexican cartels and literally encouraged by Joe Biden and company. It's time for this leader to be expelled. Do you know how many children have been taken hostage in this horrible border crisis? I mean, Biden gets an F minus, I put one minus, I changed my mind. It's F minus, minus, minus. All right, here's one more. Social Security and Medicare lies. Do you know that they're, Biden is constantly saying that Republicans are going to cut your Social Security and your Medicare. Where did you get this nonsense from? We're not doing that. We never said we were going to do that. They're liars. They lie and they lie and they lie. Republicans have no intention of cutting Social Security or Medicare. They'd like to cut some frivolous spending. They'd like to do some different things with spending. But believe me, that's not one of them. So all in all, I want you to know, James, that Joe Biden has slumped Shannon Green had a lovely interview today. And she says she's not because she spoke to Biden. She was with him a little bit this week. She's not 100 percent sure that he's going to run. He likes to say that the polls are, you know, 92 percent of the Democrats want to vote for him. That's just not true. That's not true at all. Really, nobody wants him. Even the Democrats want him out. So um, Tannen, I like her. She is a classy lady, and she never says anything hostile. She just tries to report the facts. And very graciously, graciously, she said she was not sure, after speaking with Biden, that he was 100% sure he wanted to run again. So that's up for grabs. We don't know what's going to happen there. And we don't know what's going to happen with Trump. We know he's going to run. but I don't know what's going to happen with some of the other contenders. I wish Trump would move back to New York, reclaim his residency there, and um, rein in the Florida governor, who is absolutely wonderful, and allow him to be his VP and go with that. Because DeSantis was very much loved and respected, very brilliant, would make a wonderful president. But he doesn't have Trump's experience, Trump's um, wisdom at his particular age, and Trump's international club. But you put those two together and guess who's going to be in the White House. And that's all I have to say to you, my friend.
2: We have got Sandra Lee with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big program. So how do people purchase your books and support your efforts, my friend?
1: You can go to Barnes & Noble and order my book that way. That would make me very happy. And you can keep your antenna up because I'm almost done with book three. The first one... Book one was Dear Donald, Letters from the Loving Deplorable. That's me. I really have always loved him and believed in him. The second book was Dear Donald, Four More Years. And uh, my claim is that he got those four more years. He's in the middle of getting those four more years. This man didn't fade away into the sunset. This man has been relevant. He's had a gazillion rallies, forty, fifty thousand 50,000 people showing up. This man has made a difference. He's had an impact, even while he has not been in the White House. So, while he uh, didn't get technically four more years in the White House, I'm giving him credit for everything he's done in the last couple of years and everything he'll do in the next couple of years. And then the third book is Dear Donald, um, Dear Donald, A Rainbow. In a winter sky. I'm in the middle of winter in Ohio. Very cold up here. I have a place in Florida, so I, I love the sunshine. I love rainbows. Somewhere over the rainbow is probably my favorite song. And I just feel that my third book should be called Tears Donald, a Rainbow in a Winter Sky. I'm feeling a very wintry presence. Cold, scary, um communistic i feel like our country is being swallowed by communism and i'm praying hard that donald comes back and rescues us gives us another uh turn and i can see rainbows again in in this terrible winter sky
2: well sandra i really appreciate you making time for us today thanks for coming on and making some time and we will talk to you next tuesday Okay, Sweetie, you have a good week. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. There she goes, the fantastic Sandra Lee. And she joins us this week here on our big, big broadcast. So that wraps it up here for this edition of the world famous Big Broadcast. Check out more on this podcast What's up? and the rest of the circus. Getting it in with Johnny Kim, Jiggy Jaguar. Jiggy Jaguar. Oh, I hear you wonder. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?